You're listening to the Profit Lovers Podcast, where profit is not a dirty word. I'm Melanie Miller. Consider this your business safe space, where we take a BS-free approach to building a profitable business, one that's also livable, it fits into your lifestyle, and it's lovable. You actually enjoy it. Well, most days anyway. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Profit Lovers. It is a windy, windy day here at Profit Lovers HQ. I'm hoping that you can't hear that in the background in the hundreds of dollars I invested in this fancy microphone payoff. Today, we are talking about growing a business versus scaling a business and why those two approaches are different and which way you should go with your business. If you're about to tune out of this episode because your business doesn't yet make a profit, or you're so overwhelmed that the thought of doing more of anything makes you want to hurl your cookies, then stick with me. The advice I'm about to share empowers you to gain control over your business at any level. If you want to make 50K a year and work 10 hours, great. You are in the right place. If you want to build an empire and make millions, awesome. You're in the right place. I've got so many hints and tips that can make a significant improvement to whatever business you have right now at whatever level. I don't want you to wait until you're ready, until you have the headspace, or until you're already profitable to take action. Because the actions that I'm going to share with you will make you ready. They will give you your headspace and they will help you create your profit. Now, there is a world of difference between growing a business and scaling a business, and it is a conscious decision that you have to make with conscious actions to back up those decisions. Business growth often happens very organically. You launch your offers, customers start buying, you get busier, you sell more, you spend more. You'll likely need to bring on staff, increase the size of your business premises, take on more debt to fund your growth. And there is nothing wrong with any of that. It's actually what a lot of business coaches focus on. They focus on accelerating that growth. So it's less about waiting for growth to come to you and more about pursuing those opportunities for growth. Now you hopefully will make more in profit because you're spending more. For example, you might be making $10,000 per month in sales and keeping 20% of that or $2,000 of that as profits. As you grow, you might start hitting $100,000 per month in sales and $20,000 per month of that in profit. Nice job, right? The goal was more profit and you achieved that. The downside is the investment you might have had to make to reach that level of sales. Your business now has a much higher level of expenses and overheads, a lot more legal responsibilities like insuring your workers, a lot more risk and bigger cash flow needs, massive cash flow needs. And overall, you just need more people and more money and more things and you need to keep them all in check. Here is where scaling is different. The objective is to increase the profit at a much faster rate then you increase the spendings. So instead of investing $8,000 to make $2,000 in profits, you invest $5,000 with a goal of making $5,000 in profits. 
scale that model up to 100k per month and you're spending 50k and keeping 50k. Sounds good, right? So why would anybody choose to grow if you can choose to scale? Well, scaling is, as I mentioned before, a very conscious decision and it requires you to do things that business owners historically suck at. Things like outsourcing and delegating, not over-servicing, not underpricing, creating really good solid systems and processes, not micromanaging people, not trying to perfect everything, looking at the bigger picture instead of spending your days stuck in your to-do lists of tasks. The reason people don't take the path of scaling is the same reason that I don't have the body I dream of. I want the body of a Fitzbo influencer, not an overstuffed couch cushion. Am I prepared to do the work? Am I prepared to make the changes, to be consistent, to be uncomfortable, to follow somebody else's advice? No, none of the above. So I make peace with my cushiony body and I get on with my life because my desire for the outcome doesn't outweigh my need for comfort. People take the easiest route over the strategic route every single day. Every time I change my bed sheets, I pull half the contents of my linen cupboard out. I'm not a stupid person. I'm not a lazy person. When it comes to my home, I like things clean. I like them organized, but I still don't change my ways when it comes to the linen cupboard. The inconvenience of my weekly pillowcase rummage hasn't yet pushed me over into taking the action of organizing those shelves. I once left a magnetic board on my office floor for five months. I kicked that thing at least three times a week and it hurt. Yet walking down the stairs to the garage and getting the drill and the drill bits and the charger and attaching that metallic or magnetic, I should say, board to my office wall felt like a much bigger inconvenience than just kicking it three times a week. That is until one day I kicked it really hard and I'd finally had enough and I spent all of 10 minutes putting that thing up on the wall. The pain of kicking it weekly finally became a bigger pain than it was to screw that thing up. Now, how do my stories of complacency relate to scaling? Well, you can take the easy route, although let's all agree that there really isn't an easy route in business. Or you can think strategically about growing versus scaling your business. Does this mean you need to dump all of your current ways of doing business and become a professor of scaling a business? No, not at all. But what you can do is take a mix of growth and scale to help you achieve your goals. Remember the profit lovers mantra is profitable, livable, and lovable. We want a balance of each and a mix of scaling and growing is a great way to achieve that. Let me give you an example so you can hear what I'm talking about. A massive warehouse shipping $100,000 a month in product and delivering a nice fat $20,000 a month in profit, big fat deposits straight into your bank account sounds absolutely delicious, right? But not if you hate every single day, if the pressure is massive, if you never see your friends or family, if your kids are doing the homework in the break room and you feel like you're juggling the world and about to drop it into a toilet, the alternative scaling a business is a lot less organic because it requires you to 
metaphorically arrange your linen cupboard. You have to want the outcome enough to put in the effort to create change. It's highly unlikely you will organically build a scalable business unless you're a natural born visionary and leader and delegator, someone who never considers doing any of the work themselves because they were born to think like a CEO. And let's be honest, uh, that doesn't really sound like many of us at all. It doesn't describe my profit lovers. We are busting at the seams with amazing, kind, generous, talented women who do too much for others and complain very little when they don't get much in return. Women who want to make a difference, who care about their impact, and who tend to push others to the front to take the limelight. Women who are often perfectionists, who get caught up in the fine detail, who spend their lives doing everything themselves, who hate being an imposition on others, and they rarely ask and never expect people to give them free advice or free support. Am I right? Am I hitting some hot buttons here? Profit lovers are not the ones putting the work onto everyone else. They're the ones doing it themselves. Now, am I hitting some of these hot buttons? That isn't actually a rhetorical question. I would love for you to answer that. Take a quick screenshot of this episode or of yourself listening or your dog listening, I don't mind, and share it to your stories and tag me if you think I get it. I absolutely love seeing your photos and I love being tagged in your stories. I was tagged in uh, a few stories last week with Melissa and her gorgeous, gorgeous bub. And I loved that. All right. So if that does sound like you, if you're absolutely uh, not the kind of person who's going to hand everything off to everybody else and take on that CEO role, if this is something you're going to have to work on, then you're definitely going to need to pay attention to how to scale. First up, a little bit of advice here. Don't scale a business if you have no clue if it will ever be profitable. Actually, don't go a day further in your business without knowing if it can ever be profitable. I really, really hate the moment someone hands their beloved business model over to me and they give me their financials and I run the numbers and I find out that they can grow. For sure they can grow, but they will never, ever make a decent profit. And for some of them, they'll never make a profit at all. So what's the point? Or they can't scale at all because there is zero money in the business, zero fat in their margins for them to be able to outsource anything or automate anything or uh, scale the business in any way. Just because you have a business and you sell things for more than they cost to make or purchase, that doesn't actually mean that you're profitable. Once you factor in expenses, returns, the cost of customer support, marketing, taxes, and everything else it takes to run a healthy business, you might be left with very little or nothing at all. Worst case scenario is your business costs you money to run. So please make sure that you do have the capacity to create profit, even if you're not seeing any profits yet. All right, let's start the action talk. What you need to look out for and the decisions that you're going to need to make if you want to scale instead of grow, or if you want to pay attention to scaling instead of just growing a business without thinking too much about it. First up is planning. Of course, you knew I was going to say you need to have a plan. Scaling is about making proactive decisions and designing the business that you want, 
than working towards your business in that way. No doubt there will be hits and misses along the way. You're likely going to have to modify your plans or move things around, and that's okay. As long as you have an objective that you're going to be working towards, you have planned this out and you are consciously making efforts to make your plan come to life or to bring your plan to life. You're not just letting your business drag you along. You're not letting your business grow at the whim of your customers or clients. Next up is investing. You're going to need to be willing to invest some money. Women are so, so hesitant to spend money in their businesses. And I totally understand that. I don't have another person bringing in an income to my house. Unfortunately, Ziggy uh, does not generate his own income, does not contribute to the bills at all. So I'm, he's a dog, by the way, if you're not familiar. So I'm quite conservative when it comes to investing my hard-earned business dollars. The choice to be made, though, shouldn't be, do I invest money or not? It should be, where can I invest my money to get the best outcome for me and my business? You can invest money to free up time. You can invest money to buy back some headspace or to bring in a skill you don't have. As long as you've made a conscious decision about what you're outsourcing and what you're hoping to achieve, then you should feel confident to do that. If you're not sure what to outsource or how to get started, then go back once you've listened to this episode and check out season one, episode five, uncovering your queen profit B role in four easy steps. That episode will guide you through the process of deciding what your unique role is in your business and what you can outsource. I even give you some tips on how to financially plan for outsourcing. All right, so investing some coins in outsourcing is one step, but you're also likely going to need to step up your marketing spend. Investing in marketing should be a no-brainer for all business owners, Where it gets confusing or a little bit scary is when you don't have the mechanisms for tracking your results. When money is tight, guess what the first thing that business owners will ditch is? It's their marketing spend because they're not tracking uh, where their marketing dollar is going and whether or not it's making an impact to their business. So they see it as money that they should cut and that can lead to a disaster. Let me tell you a quick, crazy story. And this is one of many examples of the same situation. I had a client, let's call her Kate, uh, who had hit the limit of what she could achieve without spending on marketing. There is that ceiling with most businesses. They'll hit that point where they need to inject some marketing money to break through to that next level of sales or to get into that new market. Kate was there. We put in a killer automated marketing funnel and it was driven by Facebook ads. Kate's return on her investment was $8.50 for every dollar she spent. She was spending around $3,000 per month on ads and making around $26,000 in sales. We had also made sure that we adjusted her pricing so that we could absorb the ad money she was spending. So that's a great tip, by the way. If you're underpricing, you've basically kneecapped your own ability to grow because there'll be no fat in your pricing to spend on marketing. Anyway, back to Kate. At the end of a six-month coaching engagement, Kate's business was exceeding her sales goals, easily hitting her profit goals because remember, 
Sales are great, but profit is what pays us. Her marketing was an automated money machine, and she was ready to make an investment in a new space for her business. So she went to her accountant who reviewed her financials and suggested that she was spending way too much on marketing. He gave her the advice that lots of accountants give. If you want to improve your profits further, you need to cut your spending. So guess what Kate cut? She cut her ad spend. Any guesses what happened next? Well, Kate's ad spend went from 3K per month to $300 per month. Her marketing funnel slowed right down, her sales slowed down, and her profits all but disappeared. Of course, it took about six months for everything to really slow down. And in that time, her profits had looked amazing, right? Because she was reaping the rewards of her previous great marketing, but she wasn't maintaining that momentum for the future. So Kate spent her big boost in profits on securing a bank loan to invest in new premises, but had turned the tap down so far on her marketing that within six months, she was struggling. She came back to me and we undid all the shite advice from her accountant and we were able to reverse out a lot of the damage, but not without one hell of a fight. Kate later sold that business that she had scaled not grown. We went back to scaling it. We went back to profitability first. We went back to investing in marketing. So she had scaled it. She was able to sell it to a competitor for an eye-watering, but totally deserved sum of money. Now you may think, Kate, why would she make such a stupid mistake? But it wasn't Kate's fault. She just didn't trust herself enough to know her numbers to stand up to that accountant, right? You have to be willing to invest in marketing and you have to know what your return is. You also need to know how to manage your own business so that no accountant or business coach or anyone for that matter can make you feel like you don't know what you're doing. Because this is obviously what happened to Kate. She just assumed her accountant knew more than she did and he didn't. You need to be the best advocate for your business and you can do that by growing your confidence around your numbers and around your tracking. All right, next thing you're going to want to consider if you want to scale a business, investing in automation. When you're scaling, you're looking at as many ways as possible to make life easier. The more you can automate, the more consistent your business will become. And more importantly, the less reliant on you, your business will become. Think about your client or customer onboarding or welcome process or experience. It doesn't matter if you sell a body scrub or high-end coaching, having an automated welcome in place sets up a really nice, consistent experience for your new customers or clients. If you're manually doing this, then you're likely either not following through when you're really busy, definitely not if you're sick or otherwise distracted, right? With tasks like client or customer billing, automation is super important. It makes the process of getting money out of your customer or client's hands or bank account and into your bank account as streamlined as possible. Do you know how many profit lovers I have worked with that have had money outstanding that they never chased up or they waited for weeks and weeks or months and months to go chase that money? 
that messes up your cash flow. So automating the process is well worth the investment and will help you scale your business. If you run an e-commerce store and you're not willing to invest in automation, like shopping cart recovery, then you're dropping cash and missing out on sales. The hesitancy to invest in the tools that are going to pay off when you use them is frustrating for me. I understand it's money you need to spend, but if you pay attention to the numbers, you'll soon see if your investment was worth it or not. If it hasn't been a worthwhile investment or you're not seeing the return, you can switch to a different solution. All right, next up, a tip for you, which is one of the hardest ones if you really want to scale your business is you are going to have to let go. We've talked about outsourcing and we've talked about investing. Now let's cover letting go. You have to let go if you want to scale a business. You can't be fussing and faffing over every single detail of your business. There is not a sane business person alive that can review every customer service email or check every social media post and create and deliver every product or service and still successfully scale a business. Part of scaling is empowering others to take over where it's appropriate. You can't be checking the font size on every email campaign and also banking a million bucks per year, nor should you want to. Your role is to oversee your business from a height, not be digging around every day in the weeds. Also, I'm not sure if anyone has told you this, but if not, you're not the expert in everything. You're just not. So drop the ego by the door because it's not going to help you scale a business. So that was a bit of a mean way to end today's podcast with a blunt hit of Melanie advice, but it all comes from love. Profit love. The new Profit Lovers 2020 plan and track is dropping very soon. It has had another major, major makeover to make it even more user-friendly. I promise I'll let you know as soon as you can download it. I'm sure we're all chomping at the bit to put 2021 behind us and to start planning for 2022. Hey, Profit Lover, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do leave a review so other women just like you can find the Profit Lovers podcast. And I'd love it if you subscribed so you never miss an episode. And finally, always remember that profit isn't a dirty word.